my name is Hayden Raymer. Welcome back to another episode of In the Clubhouse. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely friend and co-host, Jeremy Lapidus. Jeremy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I uh, watched some baseball. That's always good. Uh-huh. Um, my roommate's coming back tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. I don't like living alone. That's my. That's what I've learned this summer. I don't like living alone. I mean, you're just not used to it, I feel like. No, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, you learn anyway. something new about yourself all the time, I guess. All the time. Yeah. You want to talk about these Phillies games with me, good sir? I'd love to talk about these Phillies games with you, Hayden. All right, so in game one, uh, as we all know, there was a rained-out doubleheader. Uh, game one didn't so go... Didn't go so great for the Nats. They lost four to eight. Put up three runs early, but the Phillies answered and then answered again and then answered again and then it was just you know not a fun day for the Nats. They gave up what like four home runs in that game. There's a lot of home runs. There was a lot of home runs. The Nats hit two home runs, which is pretty rare for them. So you know a lot of home runs that game. Then, but in game two, the Nats came back. They won it. He's uh, won five to four. Uh, Ildemar Vargas homered, which is, you know, rare. Uh, love to see that from him. Joey Manessis had some heroics. He had two home runs that night. So, Jeremy, you know, he, that was his net to watch the week or for that series. So, you know, mm -hmm. he's, you know, let's see if we, Jeremy can predict it. Two net week series in a row. There we go. Words are hard today. Uh, game <laughs> three. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about there. The Nats got no hit. Let's move on from that. And uh, game four, uh, Phillies won six to two. Uh, Nats had a lead, and then the Phillies took over, and they just kept piling on again. You wanted to move on quick from that no hitter, but that is the main takeaway from this series. Yeah. Um, for the last since the Nats blew it up, me personally. The thing I've always told myself is that, you know, Nats might suck right now, but they've never been no hit in their entire history. Mm -hmm. Ever. Um, I'm ashamed to say we can no longer say that. Uh, yeah. No, that was the game I mean, that we thought they were going to win. That was the game we uh, thought they were going to win. You and I. Uh, we got one of the games that we thought they were going to win right, though. So, I mean, I, I guess we can give ourselves that little pat on the back. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was just not a great series or great game in general uh, for the Nats. Just kind of a hard watch, not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, no, obviously, Philly, the Phillies are a good team. And for whatever reason, the Nats just struggle against them. Mm -hmm. They've struggled against them for a while. This isn't a new thing. Uh, but, you know, they got a game. It's At least they didn't get swept. Silver yeah. linings here. Well, Lamar Vargas had a really good series. He did. Uh, he did. You mentioned the home run he hit, but tonight he had two RBI doubles. He's played some really great defense at third base. Mm-hmm. He's done. He's done a really good job in that everyday role. Um, that's another thing to take away from that, uh, from this series here. Mm -hmm. It's it's not all negatives. Nats. We we don't expect them to win every series. It's nice while it lasts, but 
don't expect them to sweep uh, all these series and all this stuff. But uh, now there there were some posit there were there were some positives that we could take from this series. Yeah, I mean, in game one, Kyber hit a home run. Lane Thomas had a home run in this series. I mean, there was just a lot of power from the Nats. Like we said, game two, Joey hit two bombs. Uh, and then today, I don't think the Nats hit any homers, but, you know. It was the, just the two doubles. The two doubles were, you know, huge. Where, you know, seeing that power kind of from different parts of the lineup, that's not something we see every day with the Nats. So there are those positive takeaways, but they're still, you know, this was kind of a, I mean, you and I talked about, or in last episode, uh, you said last time, you know, the Nats were hot and they came up against the Phillies and the Phillies, you know, put them right out. And it's kind of that same thing again today where the Phillies kind of showed that, you know, the Nats still aren't ready. Right. That's going to happen. It's fine. Um, bullpen didn't pitch that bad. No. No. I mean, Andres Machado tonight was the only, like, blow-up inning, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, there only was that one big inning, but, I mean, the bullpen was, we may have lost three games, and usually when that happens, it's because the bullpen doesn't, doesn't carry its weight, but that wasn't the issue this time. This time, the Phillies just beat us. Yeah, I mean, in game one, uh... They're not, and not game one. Game two, they didn't allow a single run. Game three, just the one run off Abbott in his two innings of work, which when you're doing long relief, that kind of happens to you. And then tonight, like I said, Andres Machado had a bad go around. Lasorsa kind of ate it as well. But Ferrer, you know, he's kind of blossomed into this really nice reliever for the Nats these past couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, there's a there's a lot of like we said, there's lots of good takeaways to take from this series. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about some of the negatives too? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the negatives. Um, I don't know where you to want the to starters. start. Get to the starters. Nats have starters. All season, at least, at least Gore and Gray have been like the strength of that pitching unit. Um, and they they got to the they got to these guys. Um, yeah, I mean, do you want to hear a stat? Yeah. Uh, over the first three games, Nat starters gave up sixteen earned runs. Fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, shows the Nats starting pitching was bad. I mean, Williams, four and two-thirds, gave up six runs. Josiah Gray, four and two-thirds, gave up four runs. Uh, and then Gore, five innings, six runs. So just not a really a good start. Even tonight's start by Corbin, he only gave up one run. But he walked seven you know, hitters <laughs> over five innings. So... Not exactly the uh, greatest showing from him necessarily either. Uh, I mean, you know, from the uh, just general rate stats perspective. Right. Uh, no, there were... 
just they were just bashing. Give up a lot of home runs. A lot of home runs. That was another thing here. It wasn't no the start they got to the starters, but it was a lot of home runs and just a lot of offense given up. I believe they gave up uh like at least seven hits in every game. Hold on, I'm double checking. But Oh uh, seven hits, like the just in general? Yeah, maybe it was eight. It was uh, 10, ten, eight, five, eight, eight, yeah, and then only six. Only six today. Like, a lot of walks. A lot of walks. Nine walks. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's just they got out hit and they just couldn't put outs away. Now there is like a silver lining. Uh, I guess I don't know how much you've actually watched of just guy Gray's last few starts. He kind of got hit pretty hard, and so what they're doing is they're using because uh, they've announced the Doan is going to be they're doing a six-man rotation, and he's yeah, going to be that. a permanent fixture there at least for the rest of this year. This allows uh, Gray's start to get skipped. Uh, which then, you know, he gets the kind of reset. We saw earlier in the year, Jake Irvin had a reset and how much that helped him. So hopefully we can see a similar result uh, for Gray in these last few uh, weeks of the season. Yeah, um, I noticed that when I was looking at the starters and I was trying to figure out who they were, who they were kicking out of the rotation. Um how many times, I, I'm not sure if you know this off the top of your head, Hayden, how many times has a six-man rotation been, like, done? Because I, I, I think of, I don't think I've ever heard of it. Oh, I mean, it's, like, for a full year, it's pretty rare. I think the Angels are really the only team that do that, and that's because they have Shohei Otani, and it's like he can't pitch on five days rest just because he's DHing every day. So they kind of have him as, like, a, the way I would think of it is like kind of like a college rotation where it's he's like their Friday night starter and then the other guys pitch every other day and kind of fill it in as needed. I kind of let them limit their innings too, which is nice. Uh, I think the Mariners did it uh, for a little bit, uh, but it's most often when you see it, it's young teams like this who there's guys who just haven't thrown a lot of innings in one year and you're just trying to limit those innings so that way you're not jumping from 100 to 180. You and I talked about this last episode where I said this is probably what they should be doing and they're doing it. I mean, might as well just offer me a job already. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's just... That's the smart move. you got to limit these young arms innings uh, and make sure they're healthy for next year because that's when you need them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, was there anything else in that series you wanted to talk about, Hayden? I mean, there's... I know we talked about the bat a little bit. How long do they let Blake Rutherford go out there? I mean, at this point in the season, um, he didn't have a good series at all. Um, but... I think they're just trying to see. I think if he has another series like he did these last two against the A's coming up, I think that's it. I mean, because if there's any opponent, you know, 
needs needs to show something in this series. Otherwise, uh, I think they'll move on. Um, yeah. No, but it's... I think they're going to give them a bit of a longer leash than they would a lot of people just because of the situation they're in and yeah, I mean, what's I going think on in their season. I would be shocked if he's still like this when we get to... Because, I mean, hey, we're about to play the Phillies again in a couple series. When we get to that Phillies series uh, next weekend, I would be shocked if he was still there and he was still struggling. Uh, I mean, obviously, if he gets hot and just starts raking, then it's different. But, if, I mean, if he's hitting 163 when we get to the Phillies, sorry, man. Like, <laughs> that's just, I mean, he'll probably be on the 40-man for a while. I don't see a reason to DFA him quite yet. Uh, but, yeah. Not good. Not a good start uh, to your major league career. Uh, hopefully, he <laughs> just starts raking, though. Yeah, we'll have to see about that. Hopefully, hopefully he turns it around. We believe in him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he he was absolutely raking in the minors, and he you know, talking about pedigree uh, with the prospects that we have currently. I mean, he's one of those guys in the past. So you would hope that a change of scenery would help him succeed. Than it has so far. Yeah. You want to talk about the A's now? Let's talk about the A's. Talk about the A's. We're going to start with the pitching matchup. We already previewed it a little bit. Game one. Juan Adon, uh going up. Uh, sorry, Jonah Don going up against uh, Paul Blackburn. Uh, obviously, in his last start, Adon went uh, five and two-thirds perfect. Uh, if, there's a, if there's another team that he could do it against... Is uh the A's are a good candidate. Uh, they have not been very good this year. Uh, but no, it, 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 talked about it a little bit after in the last show actually about what we'd like to see out of him in the future. So let's see uh let's see if he can put stuff together. Really uh prove he belongs in that starting rotation here. Yeah. Uh, two. Got Jake Irvin taking on Luis Medina. Uh, excuse me. Uh, you know another guy, young guy. He's been he's been pitching a lot better recently. Jake Irvin has. Uh, in game three, Trevor Williams versus Ken Waldchuck. Waldachuck, excuse me. Uh, see if uh, Trevor Williams can bounce back from a rough outing against the Phillies this last series. Uh, do any of these matchups stick out to you, Hayden? Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, when you look at the years they've had, Blackburn has been like solid. Uh, it looks like he hasn't been healthy all year. He only has sixty innings under his belt. Uh, but he's a guy who has like that kind of back end slash mid rotation upside like he's a major league pitcher uh and i mean just this ace team is better than they are on paper i feel like like i think luis medina is better than the eyes like better than his era shows i think you know it's 
the Saints team is better than it, you know, the one that was won like eight games in the first two months. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I, mean, I mean the, the A's. They've they've got a they've got a couple bats, you know. Uh, Rooker has had a really good season. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, you know, still not a very good team. Uh, this is a series I expect the Nats to win. Um, yeah, maybe I mean, not sweep, but I don't know, Jeremy. It's still the thirty-three and eighty-two A's. I understand. Yeah, that's. Uh, I feel so bad. The thing that you know actually sticks out to me, Jeremy. I don't know if you've seen it. People are trying to drum up support for a uh, protest at these Nats games. Uh, you know what? the like sell the team protests yeah. that the Ace fans were doing because they're kind of like, oh, you know, they got you guys got rid of Snyder. You guys should help us get rid of Fisher, and they're <laughs> trying to like. Get people to uh, chance sell the team after like the fifth inning of all these games, or like in the top of the fifth or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. Uh, Maybe I doubt it'll happen. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be. You're gonna kind of hear it, but not really hear it. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be like that one time in Oakland, yeah. the one game. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean. The A's are funny. Uh, when you look at like where they rank in a lot of hitting statistics, uh, it, it's pretty much in the bottom five or dead last and everything, uh, except for stolen bases, Jeremy. They've uh, stolen a major league fifth best in stolen bases. Uh, that's thanks to Stewie Ruiz, who stole like 43. And then the rest of the team... Has stolen like I'm trying to I'm pulling it up 66 yeah so I mean like he he's made a pretty big portion of their stolen bases uh, which is just funny with like their new rules it's just such a weird team uh, yeah there's not a whole lot to talk about I feel like Something that is cool, uh, Lawrence Butler is supposed to make his major league debut on Friday. Hmm. Uh, for them, he's like a, uh, first base outfielder prospect, uh, who's, you know, looking at what he's done in AAA. I mean, he's hitting 280, 340, 512 in AAA, but it's also in the Pacific Coast League, so, like, you know, it's a launch pad there, but he's, like, a decent prospect. They've got a lot of, like, prospects on their team right now. I think it's, like, one, two, three, four, five guys that are, like, rookies in their starting lineup. Six. Yeah, they just got a lot of rookies. It's a very young team. It's just intentional tanking, really. But what do I know? Do you know? You have a gnat to watch in this series, Hayden. I mean, the gnats. Can I pick a group of gnats? Yeah. Uh, the entire Nationals lineup. Uh. That's cheating. Th- listen, Jeremy. Uh, 
so there's this, uh, I don't know how much you pay attention to minor league, uh, stats and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the double A, uh, Harrisburg Senators for the Nats right now, every single player on that roster this week, because how they play minor league series is they play like one team, six days, day off, and then they go play the other team for six days. Like that's mm -hmm. how they do their series. All series, they've been raking. Like, every single one of them is just mash-putting, right? Now, I haven't looked it up, I because I am just haven't yet, but I would assume that team probably ranks near the bottom of the league ERA, you know? I, I want to see something similar where just is, we just turn Nats Park into, like, you know, a home run derby and just crush the maze pitching. It's absolutely mash. But it's really become like, you know, let's get our, let's raise our uh, OPS by like 10, 15 points at a minimum for everybody on the <laughs> roster. That's what I want to see. That is some lofty goals. That, listen, you got to dream big. You have to dream big. I mean, we're in a wild card chase here, Jeremy. Come on. I, I completely forgot. We're in a wild card chase here, Hayden. We're only 10 games back with, like, 40 games left. Hayden, what are, what are the odds looking like for us making that wild card? Let's, let's see. What does Fangraphs have of us? Uh, Peg <laughs> that. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got a, a uh, solid 0.3%. Oh, Jeremy, I think you're dreaming big there, pal. They have the Nationals at a 0% chance. To make the playoffs. Mm. So that means that they're mathematically eliminated then. I, yeah. I mean, not really, but yeah. Because uh, other, otherwise they do like the less than 0.01%. No, Fangraphs straight up gives you a zero. <laughs> like there was that one year where they just like it was preseason projections and they gave like the Orioles a zero percent chance to make the playoffs or something like that. It was absolutely brutal. Uh, it might have been like the Tigers too. I don't know. It was one of those teams back in like 2021 that were just awful. Uh, mm. Now here, I guess this is something we actually can't talk about. Actually, first, who's your net to watch? Kyber Ruiz. Ooh, I have a Kyber Ruiz tweet. Okay. Uh, shout out to uh Andrew Flax. He pulled the stats here. Uh, first half, you know, we know what Kyber did. I'll give you a triple slash real quick. Uh, two twenty six, two seventy nine, three sixty. Uh, not very good. That's mm -hmm. well below league average. Uh. Second half, hitting 312, 379, 494 slugging. Uh, that's good for 36% better than the average. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, uh, I'm happy with that one. Yeah, I, um, I just want to see Kybert be good. Like, yeah. We signed him to that huge contract at the beginning of the at the beginning of the season. It's not a huge contract, Jeremy. Eight years is a big contract. It's like fifty million. I as know, long but as he years... can B 
be a backup catcher that's not a overpay. I understand that it's like eight for sixty-four, but like still, eight years is a big contract, okay? okay. <laughs> uh anyway, we signed him to that big contract uh at the beginning of the season. Uh and you just you just ran through the numbers. He's been a lot better in the second half, but mm-hmm. I mean overall on the season, he's still hitting not that not uh he's hitting like okay not special and i want to see him i just want to see him mash a little bit i want to see him beat up on these a's pitching yeah i mean something that they have done lately is they have been been more willing to dh him and like riley adams catch which is huge uh i Mm -hmm. think that it really is the difference for him I mean, we've seen Ruiz really just kind of, I think, for me, for him to have a successful year, there's no way he can surpass his last year's, like, war. But as long as he can get above negative, I think that's a successful season considering where we were at the All-Star break. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but no, I just, I want to see him, I want to see him have a good series. Uh, maybe throw out a guy. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Like we said, the A's can run, and we'll see. Maybe we throw out a guy. I want to see him throw out a guy. That's what I want him to do. Okay. I'm ready for him to throw somebody out here. I'm I'm waiting for it, cause I you know that's, you said you got it right last fine. time, so you're gonna get it right this time. Yep, that's what happens. That's what never happens. wrong. Never wrong, Jeremy. Never wrong. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Anything else? I mean, I think we covered it. It's been pretty quiet series outside of what happened on the field, from the Nats at least. Yeah. Uh so I think we covered it. Uh we'll come back next episode. Talk about how the Nats did against the A's. Take a look forward to the next series. Talk about some crazy stuff that's definitely gonna happen in this series. Uh yeah. this is gonna be a wacky one. Buckle in. It's gonna be a wacky one. Uh it is. It's gonna happen. I guarantee it. Some 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 weird's gonna happen in this series. Okay, Jeremy. <laughs> anyway, everybody, so much for tuning in to this episode of In the Clubhouse with the Nats Report. We have been your hosts, Jeremy Lapidus and Hayden Raymer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to check out the Nats Report, uh, with remember. for all the stuff that's coming out there. Uh, Hayden is still working very hard on his uh, daily newsletter that they put out. Uh, Also, if you missed any of our previous episodes, they are everywhere. You can't go to a single website and not find it if you try and look. It's on YouTube now. Pretty cool. It's on Spotify, and it's on Apple and Google Podcasts stuff. It's everywhere. Go check it out. Uh, You'll really love it. You will. Uh, anyway, 
thank you so much, everybody, so much for tuning in. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye.